Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. everybody. Oh, hey guys. This is Mom Tourage Podcast, a podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own show. I'm Ashley. Oh my God. Guys, thank you. Last week was our one year anniversary and we could not be happier. I hope you all send us paper and that paper's in the form of money. Me too. We have, or, or like crafting supplies. I mean, honestly, send us money, but crafting supplies we also like equally. We're not getting each other again right? Because I haven't no. gotten shit. No, my, the gift is that I'm still talking to you. <laughs> I think it's more a gift for you, my friend. <laughs> Someday we'll gift each other with our presents again. Cheers, like my friend. presents. Yes, presents. Cheers. Right. So we have a great show today. We're going to be shooting the shit, y'all. We're going to be <laughs> shooting the shit. <laughs> I'm Brittany Spears and we're shooting the shit. We are going to be talking all about Ashley posted on Montrage, an amazing tickety talk about a woman talking about how she wants to teach her kids about virginity or the lack thereof. Her daughters specifically. Yeah. And then we're going to be raging. And then who knows? <laughs> Maybe that'll be the end of the show. And we also have a listener shout out. A surprise listener shout out. As always, we have hashtag swag bag, but up first, the the tits tits and the shits. shits. Ashley, how was your week? Uh, My week was good. I was in Pleasantville, which you know I always love. I feel like every time I say that, I need to explain Pleasantville is Delaware. Guys, just go back and listen to the old episodes. Don't be, come on. Anyway, I was in Pleasantville, and um, I did very little parenting, which is just like, does it get any better than that? Not really. Maybe not having kids. Right. Not having kids would be the next step. It's also just like, I got to read a lot. I didn't have to take care of my child. I ate chips and dick. They do happy hour because they're retired. I mean, Ugh. we also do happy hour, Did you hear but that? unofficial. I know. When you said that, I was just like, uh, it made me just like want to go to Palm Springs and just like, Ugh. When I become a development executive, which is going to happen someday, I'm sure. Manifest. I have such a concept for a show about retirement and I can't go further into it because I don't okay. want to steal it. Can I work on it? Yes. It will be scripted so you can be a writer on it. Okay, great, great, or great, an great, actor, great, great. whatever. I mean, by the time it gets produced, <laughs> I might be <laughs> I just made you spit it by, by the time it happens, we'll both actually be old people. <laughs> we'll just be old people on the show. Oh, oh, failure is hilarious. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I have any shits. I mean, my house is a mess. YOLO. Yeah. I have not been taking care of myself in health-wise. I started smoking again. I haven't worked out. I just eat whatever the hell I want. And I'm finally, like, trying to regain it. But it's silly things like bending over to put my socks on hurts my back right now. Me too, girl. (laughs) Yeah, but you're, like, you teach yoga. And you work out on your Peloton. I know, but there's so many other things I do to, like, counteract all that. I feel like (laughs) the balance is going out of control at this point. Well, this week it's the quitting smoking, which is like... You made two public declarations of that. Now you really have to do it. No, no, I've been doing it. I think I was gearing up and now I've actually done it. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. Basically, I just want to sleep and be in my bed all day, which fine, whatever, I work from bed. Yeah, so I don't know. I just want to, um, I just want to be there already. You know, I want to be at the point where I'm just like feeling better. 
That's my shits. You want to be at the point where you're in a retirement community show. Yes. And also, like, you know, I've done all the weight loss stuff. I don't actually have to go through the steps of losing the weight and stopping enjoying things. You know, all that shit. Anyway, what about yeah. you? For a second, I forgot that you were talking about the future. And I was like, you've already lost all the weight. <laughs> <laughs> can't you tell by my face and the glass of wine I'm holding? I can't. Your blue, like, glasses are so distracting. I, love I can't my tell glasses anything. And fuck anyone who doesn't like them. No, I like them too, but they're like the focal point of your face. So I can't, I don't see anything else, really. That's I why you like them. I love them so much. <laughs> I know. I have a lifelong history with glasses. Fake glasses, specifically. I mean, these aren't fake. They're blue light. They do serve a purpose. My other glasses also are not fake, but I did for a long time wear fake glasses. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's just another accessory. Just because I am have the eyes of an eagle does not mean I should be void of another opportunity to accessorize. I would really like for you to brag about your eagle eyes as much as I brag about everything else. I got 20-20 vision, bitch. (laughs) I actually don't anymore, but it's still pretty good. Aspirational. I'll go with my shits first, which is that I once again hate my hair. (laughs) What else is new? God, thank God these are our shits, though. Like, we say this every week. We're like, wow, things have changed. But truly, what a a pleasure these shits are. Before we were like, I'm two steps away from leaving my whole family and... (laughs) Leaving society completely, and I don't know what will happen. I may exist, I may not exist. And now we're like, so guys, I'm back to hating my hair. (laughs) But it's true, basic bitch style. I don't like the color, I don't like the cut. I also do not like my hair, but it's also because I have not gone and had any grooming done to me since the beginning of COVID. My thing is I futz, and then I futz some more. Yeah, you just can't let it go. You can't just, like, sit with it and be like, oh, this looks good. You have to fuck with it somehow. So everybody on the show knows that I have some OCD, and my two primary OCD things prior were stains and my fingernails and toenails being, like, properly groomed and clean, whatever. I haven't so much been as weird about that during quarantine, maybe because no one, I don't know, no one's seeing me, which is not what OCD is about. OCD is worrying about it even when no one is seeing you. However, I think maybe it's turn to my hair. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I just hate everything about my hair. I keep futzing with it, sort of like a person pops their pimples, hoping it'll get better, and That's it just me. keeps getting worse. So that's what I've been doing. I've been like razor cutting my own hair drunk, <laughs> Jolene mustache waxing, putting highlights in it, and then paying to get highlights, scheduling a haircut, and then canceling it. I'm basically like emotionally schizophrenic about my hair. So what would, how are you going to handle this? What's your plan? I think I'm going to go very blonde again because that fixes everything kind of it does even if I have a bad haircut when it's like what I like to call bitchy blonde it don't matter it's like Miley Cyrus you're like you look like a hot mess but you're also sexy that's what that blonde does for me it could look like Courtney Love and you're like whatever it's kind of dirty hot see that's what being skinny 30 pounds lighter does for me Just saying, because I fit into my Me clothes, too. I Me feel too. fabulous, like I can do anything, but also all I do is wear sweatpants, so fuck it. Right, so I, that's if I have like a real good bitchy blonde, it could look like Lindsay Lohan on a bender, but that's good. <laughs> I look like Glenn Close in the trailer park movie that got a nom that should not have got a nom. That's so funny. I sent you that picture of her and I was like, this literally looks like me right now. I know. And it was true, which is why it was funny. You know, I've been thinking a lot, not to jump on your tits and shits, but fuck it. I've been thinking a lot 
lot about myself in quarantine and just like, like my hair is always a disaster. I like the bottom of my feet. Oh my God, Luna points out the bottom of my feet and how dirty they are all the time. Matt will like cover, I'll have like no socks on and I'll put a blanket on and you can hear the blanket rubbing up against the bottom of my feet and he'll be like, ooh, I gotta rub your feet, which is great, works out, but it is bad. And all I could think is I've become like a, like an animal that they found kind of like wounded on the side of the road or something and they take it into like a animal rehabilitation center and then they have to like reintroduce it to the wild that's me I don't know how I'm going to go back to normal life. I really don't. I don't know how I'm going to start caring about my presentation. <laughs> I went to Sam's Club today in sweatpants, this sweatshirt. My sweatpants are a little too short. My socks were also a little too short. <laughs> High top vans, a, a pimple sticker on my neck pimple, my hair, a disaster with a beanie on top and like an oversized puffy coat. And I just was like, strolled on in and didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? You know what's even sadder? That's how I dressed pre-pandemic. No, it's not. No, it's kind not. Of. No. Also, they're now making pimple pack pimple patches that have like like nail stickers. Like they have like flower ones and rhinestone ones. I know, I've and- seen. I don't want that shit. I want them to like blend in as much as possible. I don't want people to notice that I have a bit. Then why even like what's the point? Like Nelly having a Band-Aid over whatever he was having a Band-Aid over. Anyway, yeah, I feel like I'm going to have to be reintroduced. So my shits are I hate my hair. My tits are my kid loves dinosaurs. And I was into dinosaurs. And I'm into this dinosaur phase for her. This will go, this is actually, I'm going to segue, since we're just talking the shits, if I might discuss and then and branch off. Yeah. Might I? So one thing is she says the word dinosaur like this, dinosaur. Like she's saying dinosaur (laughs) with an accent. She goes, my dinosaur. My dinosaur. And she also says ice cube like this. Ice cube. Ice cube. I love when they say weird things. She says, it's my ice cube. Daddy, can I have your ice cube? And then she says, I love my baby dinosaur. <laughs> she was talking in her sleep in the middle of the night. And first she was grumbling like, oh, and then I heard on the monitor, baby dinosaur. She's like screaming. <laughs> I have to find a mom before the dinosaur. She's screaming. Lee's like, did you get it on tape? I was like, no, it was three in the morning. I was so tired. <laughs> Imagine her going like this, like dogs do, running. Sebastian says, whenever he talks to Matt, he goes, Daddy, Daddy. That's how he says daddy. And it's like, Daddy, Daddy. It is the weirdest thing. It's so funny. And I, and I start doing it after him and he goes, Dada, Dada. Like he gets pissed at me. Daddy. 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 It's like so funny. It's like I know it's a speech about it, but I also don't want it to go away. Also, he says spit. He's really into the concept of spitting and actually spitting, which is disgusting. But he's like, I shit on it. (laughs) I shit on it. Every time he says it, I'm like, wait, just because he also I'll tell him he's a shitbird and he goes, no, you shitbird. (laughs) So I don't know if if he's saying spit or shit every single time. It's great. Life's biggest mystery. So the side piece to that conversation. Okay, so I got my COVID vaccine. There was a whole like, I'm going to South Jersey to get it. My man dropped me off at a rest stop. (laughs) This is how we drop my kid off. We meet at a rest stop and we like do a car transfer so we don't have to drive the whole way. It's like divorced parents. Exactly. So we did that and my stepdad has like a big old suburban that has a movie screen thing. And so we watched the Jungle Book, the like the live person Jungle Book. Oh yeah, the John Favreau one. Yeah on the way back and I had never seen it and Luna was like really into it and so then all the rest of the days after that she was sort of like pretending she was the jungle book 
kid. Mowgli. Yeah, she was like, I'm running in the forest. I'm wearing a diaper because she's like naked. She's like, I run so fast. I'm grabbing on the back of a, of a buffalo. Like she was doing all this like thing. So then one night when she was going to sleep, I was like, you're such a good girl. She's like, I'm not a good girl. I'm a good boy. And I was like, hmm? And I was like, okay, you're a good boy. And then I kept asking her questions because I'm like too woke or whatever. And I'm like, Does she, is she non-binary? Like, you know, I'm doing the whole thing. So I was like, Luna, are you a boy or a girl? And she's like, I a boy. I was like, okay. Are you still Luna Mars? And she's like, I Luna Mars. I was like, okay, you're Luna Mars. She's like, I a boy. I'm like, okay, okay. So then I went downstairs and it was like still on my mind. And I like was like, I don't think I want to tell anybody because I feel like everyone's going to look too far into it. And I just don't want to like have that conversation. But then Lee started, I, I FaceTimed Lee. Lee and my mom were like, why did you even perpetuate that? And I'm like, well, I was curious why she called herself a boy. Was she like pretending to be Mowgli? What, what did she feel? I'm like, I don't, from what I heard, I don't, I don't think she had an answer. I guess I'll keep asking her. And they're like, well, why would you even like keep that up? And I was like, well, cause I'm curious. Like, what if she thinks that she's a boy? Like, then I should be more conscious about calling her a good girl and just call her like a good kid or whatever. And they're like, no, she's a girl. She's a girl. I got like upset that my mom and I listen they're not sexist or, or bigots or yeah anything, whatever right but I was just like I want to really want to be the kind of parent that lets my kid not run the show but guide the show I do the same exact thing with Sebastian like even just now when I was trying to put him down he was saying mama you're my favorite boy and I said, thank you. You're my favorite boy. And he goes, are you a boy? And I said, do you think I'm a boy? Like, and obviously I'm not a boy. Obviously there's, I'm not anything. Right. But he wants to have these conversations that explore gender, that explore this stuff, whatever. I also watch Drag Race in front of him, right. which he used to love. He now no longer is into it. I've had the conversation with him before. Like when we talk about, like he'll say like, you know, when you get bigger and you have your own family and stuff like that. And I'll say, well, do you do you think you want to marry a boy? Do you think you want to marry a girl? And Matt will always kind of shake his head. I know my mom also will shake their head. And it's the same thing. It's like, why are you even putting that in his mind and they, they're not trying to say anything bad about it they're not trying to be hurtful towards him or they have no problem with gay people right. it's not anything like that it's for them they're like why are you even implanting that and I my thing is you know I think there's something wrong with society that somebody even has to make the big declaration of I'm gay or I'm I understand transgender people having to make some declaration because what we see we see somebody as a male or female we you right. know but in terms of who you're into. And also maybe like non-binary because we wouldn't know not to put a right. a typical pro, quote unquote, typical pronoun in front of. Yeah, it's totally. I understand needing to make some, some kind of declaration. But, you know, I think there's this undue stress on gay people a lot of times where it's like, I have to come out and tell everybody. And it's like, I don't want Sebastian to have to, if that's what he, if he's gay, I don't want him, I want him to know. I'm hoping the world is moving in a direction where you don't have to like declare it. Yeah, I don't think people are going to. And I just want him to know. I don't want there to be a second of doubt in his mind that he is going to be loved no matter what. Right. And I know that Matt will love him no matter what. I know my mom will love But I just don't want there to be any questions. So I really, I'm trying to plant seeds now. But, and I also understand their point. It's like, for them, it's like, well, for us, what's quote unquote normal is to be a straight, heterosexual, cisgender individual. So, why are we like putting even other things out there? And I, 
I get it. But it's like, because I just don't want him to have to feel a moment of fear or a moment of uncomfortable. I also am fascinated with like the way that kids' heads work. And so I also ask the questions because I'm truly fascinated to see figure out like how watching that movie impacted her and how my mom makes fun of me, but I don't want any princess movies for a little while. Like I just, I'm not into that. I was kind of a tomboy kid. I'm not going to not let her play with princesses or do princesses, but like if we have a choice of a movie to pick, let's pick like an animal based movie because I just don't want her to get like, and I know everybody goes through their phases of everything. And right. my one good friend who's like super woke was like, you just got to let him go through all the phases. Like the more you push a phase out, the less. Yeah. But that's why like the dinosaur thing I was really excited about because it was an organic thing. I was really into Legos and dinosaurs. She's all of a sudden Legos. really into Legos and dinosaurs. And I'm like, oh great, because she's way more into baby dolls than I was, which is fine. But I'm like, I like that we're kind of having a nice 50-50 mix, you know, I like that we introduce as many both or neutral things, you know. So anyway, I was just, I was just really curious and it just brought up more about the question about me. It was less about Luna. Yeah. It was more about me, like, I obviously felt something when she said that that made me feel weird. Yeah. Which is why I made a deal of it. And then I was like a little mad at myself that it felt like a deal. I'm like, why did that feel like a deal that I needed to make a thing about? Yeah. Am I not as far along as I thought? I was. Listen, Sebastian says he wants to marry me constantly. Should I then be concerned about that? It, it, yeah. Kids I just, just see was, shit. I was just surprised. Like I said, I wasn't really worried about her. Right. I was just surprised at my reaction to right. it. And then everybody else's reaction when I brought up that it happened. It was just kind of like, it was just a, a new parenting milestone where I was like, okay, this is another thing that I need to work on or think about or my relationship to it. Not Luna's, my relationship to it. Yeah. It was just like an interesting. Yeah. It just felt like a thing in parenting that I was like, okay, well. I get it. Listen, point, Sebastian watches Barbie Dreamhouse on Netflix and Gabby's Dollhouse on his own. Like, he asked to watch I know. Those them. are terrible shows, They're though. so bad, but he wants to watch All them. All the Barbie shows are so they're terrible. They're so bad. Not because they're Barbie, just like. The show is terrible. I know. I know. Anyway, and full circle, Luna loves Paw Patrol. We're in Paw Patrol, though, just oh, so you know. Sebastian is coming down from Paw Patrol, so maybe we'll have toys for you. Should we just go straight into the TikTok conversation? Yeah, let's go into this TikTok conversation. Okay, so I saw something really, really interesting to me. And what was so interesting about it was it just really made me question myself in a lot of different ways. So basically, it's a stitched TikTok, which means like one person said one thing and another person then responds. And it's a woman who says, name something about the way you raised your kids that people think is weird, but you think it's healthy. A TikToker by the name of book underscore mama goes on to say that she I believe she has four daughters. She's teaching her daughters that there is no such thing as virginity. That virginity is a social construct that basically it builds up this whole idea that sex is this most precious thing and essentially makes it something that when it's gone makes you dirty. It makes you soiled in some way. It's a power play. There was nothing about what she said that I disagreed with. Then other people went on to ask questions in the comments. P.S. I love the way you say dirty. Dirty. You say that like you're from... Dirty? You you go dirty. You really hit it. It's very like... New Jersey of you. You're like, dirty. Oh, I didn't even know I said that word. So in the comments, she then goes on. People are like, this is great. I really love everything you're doing. One woman said, you know, I was raped my whole life since then. I have felt so 
soiled and so like dirty dirty yeah thinking about it like this really helps with that another person said i love this concept how do you handle the first time or something like that she went on to say basically i explained to them you're ready to be in a sexual relationship when you can have a real adult conversation where you can sit down and talk about protection and past partners consent and all of these things i as a boy mom like as a as a woman this is what i was going to bring up when you said we should talk about this this is exactly i said i'm wondering what the difference will be between a boy mom and a girl mom yeah so my Mom got pregnant the first time she had sex. And that's not a lie. My mother is very honest with me. She has no reason to lie with me. I know all kinds of terrible things. I don't see why that would be the lie. Wow, she's like what every Catholic school teacher says is going to happen. Truly, 100%. She did not have a relationship with her mother. There was no, hey, at some point you're going to have sex. Let's talk about it. It was, you don't have sex. I mean, when my grandmother found out she was pregnant, she like beat her in a typical Hispanic fashion. That's just how it was handled. There was no, let's talk about protection or when you're ready it How was did just your dad's family handle it uh they told him to had to that she should have an abortion and that she got pregnant to keep him and she was like uh hi do, is this the same person because i could have anybody i want right now you know i love my parents both so much but the idea that anyone would tell a woman like you got pregnant to keep a man is like the most disgusting thing in the world but anyway do you think that was a race thing because your mom was latina and he was jewish yeah. yeah i think that played a part in things i also i'm just thinking of like the stigma of like my like florida totally. and, like the jews versus the you. hispanics yes. and yeah basically because of that my mother taught me my mother was very open with me about sex. From a very young age, she told me where babies come from. And and it was kind of like a, think about it, and it was a little bit of a confusing message where on one hand, sex isn't that big of a deal, but also like, don't just have sex with anybody. I agree with both ends of that spectrum also at the same time. My response was, I then was very precious about sex and my ideals about sex. And I wore a virginity ring. Oh, God. No one put it on me. I did this myself. Listen, I get it. Ashley. I get it. It wasn't religious based because I'm a Jew. It was just for me. This is so Jonas Brothers of you. I know. I'm sorry. What do you want from me? I look like I'm in like Hillsong Church with these glasses. That ended up not, I've had multiple partners. I have lived my life. I have no regrets about anything. But my response as a teenager and as a preteen was to be so precious about things. You know, now as a woman, hearing something like what this woman said, I totally think that she has such a point. But as the mother of a boy, like why do we treat sex so different with women and men also? What what, somebody wrote in, I don't want to say her name on air because I don't know, but she's Hispanic. And she responded to it and said, I am Hispanic and my brothers were allowed to do whatever they want. And I was not. I wasn't even allowed to have somebody in my room with the door closed. And you know what? As a Hispanic, I grew up hearing that. I grew up hearing that. Yeah, if it was a boy, it's a different thing. Matt says like, oh, eventually Sebastian can move to the basement and we can have the whole upstairs. I'm like, so what? So he could sneak out at night? Like, are you crazy? And he's like, well, he's a boy. He's got to do what he wants to do. I'm like, no, he does not. No. Well, and also I feel like there's like this weird thing. I mean, this, and I'll talk about my story after yours, but my mom and my stepdad are very different than my stepmom and my real dad. And so the only like boy mom thing I have is my stepmom and my dad. And they're not a really good marker for anything. Yeah. Because they're like, my kids are my best friends. Not really. I'm not the parents. So I don't even really 
I can't judge that. But I know that growing up in when I was in high school, that a lot of the boys in my school, which were either I went to a Catholic school. So it was a lot of like Asians, Latinos and Italians because mm-hmm. that's the people that are still like loving Jesus so hard that you'll spend money to send them to a Catholic school. Sebastian might go to a Catholic school next year. Their moms were sort of like, you can have a girl in your room, keep the door kind of open, but also like almost like a machismo about. Yes, 100 percent. Where it was like, look at him, girl, you know, like that. And then my mom was like, no upstairs. Yep. In the living room. Yep. It's not an open concept house, but like. There's just a hallway and then there's the kitchen and she'd be right in there watching soap operas or whatever she was watching, you know? Nobody upstairs. Like, no. I think I was only allowed one boy upstairs and that was like a very, very close friend of the family who I I had known since I was a kid and like... And also your parents knew you had no interest in having sex with him. Right. And and like our parents were best friends and like we had no... That was about it. I think he was the only one that was really allowed into my... Into the upstairs of the house. Do you think if you were a boy... Because again, I'm an only child. I have no idea. Idea, but no, you, my mom was really protective. I don't think that would have been different with my mom. I don't think I would have been as a boy either. You know, at some point we have to trust our kids, right? They hit a certain age and you have to trust them because the more you try and shield them and protect them, the more they want to like go off and do their own thing. But everything fucks kids up. That's all I've learned because my brother and my sister had the opposite experience as I did. My brother and my sister were raised by my dad and my stepmom and they were like, uh, if you're going to do it, do it at our house. Like that was their thing. Like they would be like, if you're going to gonna drink do it at our house if you're gonna do drugs tell us what you're doing do it at our house see and I also agree with that to some extent and they were like don't worry anything you tell us like we're just tell us like if you're drunk we'll pick you up if you get a car like and then I grew up with my mom took my door off for lying to her oh yeah I got I got punished for shit my mom took my tv away my phone away and then she knew that I was like very guilt like guilt was a big thing for me so she drew a poster board (laughs) of why I got and like put it in my room and was like now you have to wake up every morning and look at what why you got this punishment like bad like bad and my experience so I grew up very Irish Catholic and Italian Catholic my mom did teach me about the birds and the bees very early but like from a very clinical sense yes like today I like quickly said that Luna Luna's pee pee didn't come out of her butthole it comes out of her vagina I was like it does not come out of her vagina do not teach her that pee pee comes out of her vagina you have three holes Luna like already at two that's my mom this right. is my mom. She's clinical, clinical. So I had like a book. We talked about the birds and the bees like super early. Was it the animated one with the like round people? No, no, no. This was like a science book. Oh, I had the, that where do I come from? That was my like. My mom gave me the book. I, I had the book <laughs> in my presence to be able to, it's like a child is born or something like that. Like, <laughs> so anyway, clinically, she taught me all about that. I was the first one to know how to put a tampon in. I was like, I knew all of the things. And I had to go on birth control pretty early because I had cysts mm. on my ovaries so I was on birth control not for the reason of having sex like that we didn't have to have that conversation but I was on for my cyst pretty early because I had cyst surgery at 14, 15 oh wow like, I was pretty, yeah I was pretty young it was very clinical and she also was like you can tell me anything but I also got punished a lot and right, she was same. very serious so same. military school was a real possibility for me at one point I really didn't get bad until high school so I went to a public school and was a really good kid and then I went to Catholic school and kind of became a medium badish kid um, I 
I never drank or did drugs. I was very straight edge. Very, very, very straight edge. Like, annoyingly so. Like, I'm surprised anyone was friends with me. I was so annoyingly straight edge. Like, I would tell people that they were going to hell because they were drinking. Like, bad. Like, like Tracy Flick in election. Mm -hmm. Until college. I was very annoyingly straight edged because of my background of family being. That's like me with with the sex thing. But I was the opposite with sex. Right. But where you had a history of alcoholism alcoholism and and addiction in your Mm -hmm. family. Mine was teen pregnancy. So you reacted to your childhood thing and I reacted to my childhood thing because of that. So it's the same. Yeah. And then I got a boyfriend my freshman year of high school who was a senior and I lost my virginity when I was 14. Honestly, I truly feel this way. If we're going to use her markers, the woman on TikTok, we had a very open conversation about it. I knew who all of his partners were. I knew if he had used protection with them. We had a plan. I went and bought protection. I was not embarrassed to go into CVS Mm -hmm. and buy condoms or whatever, you know, because like being on birth control, I was like, that doesn't protect against STDs. Like I was not stupid about it. You know, we had very responsible conversations about it. Two things though, that I think the only negative on a whole, I'd say it was a very positive experience. The negative thing is when we eventually did break up two and a half years later, I felt like then emotionally, I felt the way an actual 14 year old would feel. But I had this extra thing of having lost my virginity to him. Yeah. So although it was one of the more responsible, I mean, I hate to say it, it was one of the more sexually responsible relationships of my life. <laughs> it really was. Lord no knows I was. dogging at 14. I mean, Lord <laughs> knows I was less responsible in my 20s and 30s. <laughs> All right, like put alcohol We've in all there. Been so much less. It was actually a really sexually mature, responsible relationship. Yeah, but you're 14. How how mature are you really? You know, I, I, honestly, even looking back, I was very mature. Mm. I was a very mature 14, 15, 16. I was a very mature kid. I I just was. I I don't know. Single mom. I was a, an adult. I was like an adult at four. I was an adult at like nine. Like yeah. I was an adult. However, emotionally, when he broke up with me, it was really bad. How old through, is he? I gave my virginity to him on his 18th birthday. Wow. Why would an 18-year-old want to date a 14-year-old anyway, though? Well, that's a whole other story. Yeah. he. Uh, we have a whole other story But also, him. that's one of those things, as a 14-year-old, you don't have you don't have the life experience. Well, Ashley, we were the two leads in the school play. Well, that'll do it. That was why he wanted to. Fucking because Romeo we were, and Juliet. We were the two leads. He just happened to be a senior lead, and I was a freshman no, lead, but Ashley. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I don't mean this judgmentally towards you. My question was, it isn't why an 18 year old wants to have a 14 year, uh, 14 year old. I didn't think that was weird. What I did think was weird, even at 15 or however I was, that when he went to college, we still dated. Why yeah, that's would a fucking college weird. kid want to date a high school kid? It's less weird if you're in the same school because a hot girl's a hot girl. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And especially if you're like in the same social circles and all my friends are totally. seniors. Like we were just in the crowd together and he just chose. Also, I should take that back because I went to a very, very small school. There was very slim pickings for a guy. And I definitely was into some of the younger guys in high school, which is embarrassing for me. All my friends were seniors. And I hung out at all those parties right. because that was just, all the leads were seniors and I was a freshman. So like, eh. anyway. You're really painting a cool picture right now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but when we stayed together while he was in college, that's a little odd. Yeah. But emotionally, I was not equipped for the breakup having 
I guess, lost my virginity. But I don't know. I think from a young young age, I didn't think it was that precious. I definitely thought sobriety was, was more precious. way more precious. Yeah. But my mom did find out that I lost my virginity and it was not a good situation. Yeah. I mean, hearing that story, and I don't mean this in a judgmental way whatsoever, I feel like what does a 14-year-old know to make those decisions? And that's kind of, I guess, where my issue with what she's, it's not an issue, but that's where my questions really come about with what she's saying. Well, especially when I see as an adult now, when I look at 14-year-olds and I yes. see how young they look, They're I was children. like, was I, yeah. yeah. However, I, I still to this day, and it's not a justification, I was very grown up and I don't regret, I don't regret that at all. And that's great. And maybe, maybe you are the exception to it. But no, like, I mean, please don't, let's not go there. I remember at like 16, having a conversation with my friends where they were talking about blowjobs and I was like, I just don't understand the mechanics of a blowjob. So you blow into a penis and everyone laughed. And I genuinely, I wasn't trying to be funny. I genuinely thought that's what a blowjob was. For me, at 14, it would have been a whole other thing. That being said, so that's one issue I have with it. And the other issue is, as the mother of a son, men are already taught to take sex so lightly. They're encouraged, maybe not by their parents, but they are encouraged for their sexual prowess and their sexual escapades. I don't want to encourage it, but I also, I just don't know where to go with it. I think there's a middle. I th- you're right. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're such a man. You ha- you fucked a girl. Like, I would never. I don't think, I think we should bring down the machismo. Right. And also let down some of the like vilification or yes. whorishness of whatever. Like Agreed. So I was listening to that video when I was with my mom and she's like, can you turn down? I thought, and at first I thought it was because she was watching the show and she's like, I don't want Luna to hear that. And I was like, why? This is where we disagree. And right. you know, we're different people than her parents. My mom did a great job parenting me, but I'm going to parent my child in some ways similar and in some ways different. Yes. I have always been a really sexually liberated person. Oh, I mean, you know this. I talk about it on the show all the time. I have had three ways, a three-way. But I also want to say that I don't think, I agree with you, but I don't think that that is the qualification of sexually liberated. I don't think like... I was going on to say more like I have, my numbers are pretty high. I am not ashamed of it. That's what makes us sexually liberated. Right, no, but I'm just, I'm naming shame. all the things, right? Right. I'm not shamed by my numbers. Right. I don't feel like a whore or right. like I gave it away. There's maybe only one or two that I regret and they are from feeling uncomfortable to say no when I definitely wanted to say no. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a rape situation, but I definitely wanted to say no when I just decided that I just was, it was easier to say yes. I would say maybe I regret those, although I also like to live in a world where everything shapes you and you can't like, like back to the future. If you take one thing away, I'm going to lose my hand in the picture, you know, that kind of thing. The butterfly effect. Yes. But on a whole, like, you know what? I had a great time fucking dudes that I wanted to fuck. And I learned a lot about myself. I am the kind of girl that could fuck somebody and not think it was a relationship. And then also a relationship with someone I didn't fucking consider that a relationship. So my rules around what makes you care about someone and what is just sex, I feel like are pretty in tune. I'm kind of sad that I'm not like that now, only in that I'm just with one person and my sex life is not the greatest at the moment. Right. But on a whole, for the most of my life, I've been pretty, I think, liberated about the way I think about it. 
thinking about Luna, I, I definitely want to tell her that your body is precious. Yes. Not your virginity. Right. Your, your body is precious and not everybody deserves to get pieces of you. And that is with sex and with other parts of your life. Not everyone deserves your time, your love, your vagina. Not everybody can handle casual sex. I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing that I have a hard time with, with what Book Mama stated. It's, I agree with her. For me, in my mind, there has to, there doesn't have to be. But what makes somebody stop from just, because at the end of the day, what is sex, right? Like really what is sex? It's a penis going into something or something, it's something going into an orifice, I guess. Because lesbians have sex. Gay men have sex and it's not the penis going into vagina model. And anybody can do that. Yeah. You could do that at any age. You know what I mean? Right. Like the biology is there. There's some level of preciousness, for lack of a better word, that stops people from doing that sooner rather than later. And I'm as a woman and as a mother of a boy, I'm just trying to figure out how do I teach that preciousness without making it precious and yeah. without without shame, without fear, without it. And one of the th- points I was trying to make when I posted it on the Momtrage page is, you know, we all watched Framing Britney Spears. So many conversations have come about because of that. And one of which, which is the one that's really sat with me the most, why were news people, like real journalists, asking Britney Spears whether she was a virgin? And then Justin Timberlake is applauded for having sex with her. She's shamed and he's applauded. Why is that? There's something with our society. So always for me as as a mother of a son, I take that weight seriously because I think yeah. there are so there's so much toxic masculinity for such a lack of a better term. I mean, I think I just want to talk about the, the it's not the act itself. It's just all the things that go into it. Just as right. I said, I, I wasn't emotionally equipped for the breakup part right. of it. Right. Think about that, too. Right. Not just all the other parts of it. Yeah. I'm hoping what I'll impart in her is that, yes, there's this act, but there's this other stuff wrapped up in the act that you may be ready for one and the other might hit you harder. Yeah. But that can happen even if there's not sex. It could, you know, like that there's other ways, like giving away pieces of yourself. You just have to be careful because sometimes when you're younger, you give a lot of pieces away and you don't realize what that means. And then it doesn't even have to be sexually. It can be... No, that's what I mean. It could be... To friends, you give your pieces away too much. So... Yeah, and then you're left with no pieces, and then that's a really difficult hormonal time to not have any pieces left. I swear to you, you could not pay me to go back to being a teenager. You you could not pay me. It was so, and I I had a pretty easy teenage life, I guess, and I just filled with so much uneasiness. You know, I I read so many things in magazines that are always like, oh, I love my 40s. I love my 50s. I love my 30s. I started to really understand who I was. I don't love my 40s so far, but maybe I'll love my later 40s. I'm like fine with my 30s. I like my 30s a lot. Yeah, They're, They're fine. They're good. I mean, I got married. I had a baby. The 30s were like the best of times, the worst of times. That's how it felt to me. It was either like high highs and super low lows. 40s Pretty are much. just like mellow yellow, kind of. 40s are Pretty just much. like middle. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're still very early on in the 40s. Maybe that's why. And soon you, I'll be what, 43. You're about to be 42? Oh, 43. 43. So you are about to enter into mid 40. Now, 44 is like mid 40s, right? Yeah. I, but we want to hear what you think about this. Like, go listen to this TikTok. It's on our Instagram feed. We put on the Instagram feed. 
feed about this woman to try to teach her kids and still in her kids that virginity is not a thing to her be daughters like, I feel like it's important we say her daughters daughters not to be a thing that is like held up on this pedestal don't put the pussy on the pedestal is basically what she's saying right but also but also do put pe- the pussy on a pedestal right exactly right. and that's the thing what is that line what is that what is what the is fine that? line right yes so let us know email us at momtragepod at gmail.com DM us at momtragepodcast or just you know send us a smoke signal <laughs> a pigeon I'll take a pigeon it's fine Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, today we're doing a momtourage shout out from Beth for her good friend, Yulia Zaremba. She's from Ukraine and came to the U.S. with no family here and not even speaking English. On her own, she's made a great life for herself. She's a single mother to two daughters, 11 years old and five years old. She's also a sergeant at the Huntsville Police Department. She's so badass and I'm in awe of her every day. She works second shift, 1.30 to 9.30 p.m. and manages virtual schooling for her kids. There are many extracurricular activities, goes to the gym every day, is super healthy, and also has two dogs. Oh, and she's drop-dead gorgeous. She sent some pictures. You really are beautiful, Yulia. That's true. She is rocking the single mom life. I struggle with my two kids, and I have a husband. She's a strong woman, and I love her so much. I forgot to mention, she's put herself through college and is currently working on a master's, all while juggling her crazy work schedule and caring for her kids. She amazes me. Yulia, you are a badass bitch, let me tell you. We are proud to somewhat know you through our forum we just want to shout you out for kicking ass and doing mom shit because you know we both have partners and not so easy my friend and we work from home (laughs) and also working from the for the police department is like some hardcore emotional stuff too so way to carry all the baggage yep keep doing you yulia hit us up and you have some good friends that shout you out yes beth you're such a nice friend hit us up we'll send you guys some swag if you want to hit up a mom shout out you can DM us on Momtourage Podcast on Instagram, momtouragepod at gmail.com. Facebook message us. There's a lot of ways. Just contact us. Just find us, guys. Um, hashtag swag bag. Hashtag swag bag. Okay, so you guys know I'm obsessed with Jenna Lyons. She's my style icon. I love her show. I have always been obsessed with her. And then I keep having this flashback. We used to do like J. Crew uh fashion shows on Martha a lot. Jenna would always be like the fashion person speaking with Martha and I would deal with them. And I remember one day being like, because at, at that point in my life, all I basically wore was J. Crew. Like I wore J. Crew all the time. It's really good for your body type. You have like the J. Crew body type. Very good for my body type. It was very good for work stuff. Because it's not good for my body type. No. Bebe is good for my body type. <laughs> it's true. Bebe is not good for anyone's body type unless you're a fake ass. You don't have a fake ass. No, but I have a big ass. Baby, it like fits me perfectly, sadly. Sadly, it fits me perfectly. (laughs) You have a body for cheap clothing, um, for cheap polyester. But it's also like cheap, expensive clothing. That's true. The dresses Mm -hmm. aren't like that cheap. Yeah. Anyway, so she used to come on the show. Ask Britney Spears. That's all she wears. 
I remember being like, I love your shoes, but why can't you ever make a stacked heel? Like you live in the city. You know what it is. Your your heels get eaten up walking around in the city. Right. And to this day, I think about that and get very embarrassed. Like who am I to tell Jenna Lyons what she <laughs> should be doing? But anyway, oh, to be 23. I was really into her show Stylish with Jenna Lyons on HBO Max. If you guys haven't watched it, you absolutely should. I just, I want her life, her apartment. She used to live in Prospect Park, but yes. now she doesn't anymore. She's just like so fucking cool to me. I'm, you know, I'm doing my closet. I'm modeling it after her shoe closet. Anyway, she wears fucking aviator glasses, and which are the only kind of sunglasses I wear, but she wears aviator actual glasses on the show all the time and in real life. And I was like, I need aviator glasses. And I found blue light ones from Quay that were on final sale for like $37. Now I'm wearing them. They came today and I love them and I'm never taking them off. And that's all there is to it. So this is like the the Virgin Voyage? Yeah, this is the Virgin Voyage. The Maiden Voyage. Whatever. Virginity's not a thing. <laughs> Neither is being a maid. Anyway, Quay. Q-U-A-Y. That Australian company or New Zealand company? I've never bought anything from them. Also, they try to get you to buy a sunglass case, a $10 case with your glasses. And I was like, you know what? I'm so cheap. I could buy something on Amazon for like three bucks. It comes with a case. It's just not a hard case. So don't fall for it. Don't buy yourself a case. Just wanted to say that. Tip. Big tip. Big tip. Just the tip. Just for a second. Just to see how it feels. Mine is the Beyond Yoga Space Dye Sports Bra. I have a thing with sports bras in that if they're too loose, it's not good for me because I kind of do have big boobs for a small girl. If it's too tight, I practically dislocate my shoulder and like I do that embarrassing thing where you try something on and then you have to ask the fitting room attendant to help you get out of it. That's happened multiple times for me. Have you ever done that? Not with a bra, no. I mean, I mean with dresses or whatever. Oh I'm yeah, like, with dresses. Get out, yeah. I'm gonna rip it. So. Yeah, well, I'm Hispanic. I try and squeeze myself into the smallest possible size I can. Oh god, I've done that so many times. I've and I've literally been like, help. Yeah. Please help me. I don't, and meanwhile, I have like flop sweats for being so nervous and struggling. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm so sweaty. Yep. Um, and I'm always wearing like bad underwear that day, like period underwear. Anyway, this sports bra, my friend Jill had it on when we were riding Peloton together. The worst thing I've ever said out loud. It just, I mean, she's a, my friend Jill's like, a ridiculously gorgeous person, but it looked so good. And I was like, what is that sports bra? It's like a plunging V, but it also holds everything in, gives you no back fat and side fat, which I have a so lot much of. That. Every bra gives me that. And it's super comfy. And I ordered it in two sizes because I don't trust my body anymore. I love it so hard. I bought two more. I will put it on the show notes. Words. <laughs> I really, something is wrong with me. Lately, I've been like, I, oh, guys, I meant to put this in my tits and shits, but we talked so much today. I'm going to do a sober, no sugar, no added sugar march. Are you doing like whole 30? And if you're going to do sober, you may as well do whole 30. Yeah. I bought a, a vegan slim fast type thing. So I'm going to be doing the slim fast plan. I love slim fast, but it breaks me out. And I was reading about why. So I went with a vegan meal replacement. So I'm going to be replacing two meals a day. I did this one thing called isogenics, which is similar. I remember that. I liked it. I don't think I'll do that again. I used to do slim fast when I needed to lose weight. And I loved it myself. I like I like the Nothing sounds better to me than just eating chocolate milkshakes. Maybe I should I do a vegan slim fast thing for you? From, I'll send you the link. It, okay, I'll do Guys, it. I'll share the link with you if it's worth sharing the link. But Lee and I decided no, no added sugar, no alcohol for March. I mean, no alcohol. He didn't drink any alcohol for February either, but it's fine. He did. 
doesn't? Oh, he doesn't him. really drink. Oh, He's right, not a drinker. Right, right, right. But I just, my brain is really slow and I feel like I'm getting brain aphasia. And I also, you can't really lose weight when you drink as no. much as we are. So, no. and I never used to like sugar and I'm definitely into sugar now. So yeah. I need to get out of sugar because it's not my natural. Yeah. It's not my natural snakes. Did you see that Gwyneth Paltrow just said she was the first person to like make sheet masks a thing? She's the worst. She, she says she's so the, she is my most hated celeb, but she is becoming like Ramona where I just like love to hate her. If you ever need to kill some time, just Google like most insufferable Gwyneth Paltrow quotes. There's one about a hot dog. There's one about her brick oven pizza in the backyard. She is also Google um, when she did the, the food stamp challenge. And she oh, was like, I saw that. this is disgusting. I got one avocado and like a bag of, and it was like, do without the avocado. Because most people <laughs> who are on food stamps do do without an avocado. You crazy person. They're buying sweet condensed milk because it's cheap. Right, powdered, like, evaporated milk. They're eating like rice, beans, and like horrible like, or like chicken that one filled woman with antibiotics. That made ramen, like a one pack of ramen feed yes. like 15 people. Yes, That's what's happening. Exactly. But I mean, when my parents were like so, so poor, that was what it, they would do. They would go to the the Hispanic grocery store and buy like the chicken thighs that were like 25 cents a pound something crazy cheap buy that in bulk buy a shit ton of rice and some beans and some like vegetables and that was all we ate all the time and that's okay all right we love you guys see you next week bye okay that's our show today folks thank you so much for giving us a listen please do not forget to rate review and subscribe we are out here on our own and these things really really matter we want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamaDramaBand.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.